The Fitness Reborn podcast is a companion piece to Renaissance Fitness personal training. This podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not in any way constitute as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, please seek out your provider. Hello and welcome. This is another edition of the Fitness Reborn podcast. My name is Sean from Renaissance Fitness Personal Training, where we put movement ahead of workouts. And my guest today is Heather Murray. Heather, welcome. Hi, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. Uh, for those of you who don't who don't know, and um, maybe you don't, um, Heather just told me she came back from a competition where her son competed in a uh, robotics competition, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said it was in Massachusetts. Uh, where are you located? Yeah. Um, I'm actually located in Connecticut. and okay. uh, So it wasn't that yeah, far. So, no, not that far, but we, we like to travel for robots, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll find a, you'll find a common ground with a lot of people, I'm sure, because, you know, I, I have friends, haven't had friends that are all into electronics and robotics and things like that. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's a very niche market for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's really great to see uh, the kids kind of come out of their shell and, 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 and be who they are in, in this environment that kind of lets them just yeah. flourish and be who they are. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of how so. he is? He's kind of like introverted and tinkers with stuff and his room yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yep. 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 But when he, when he gets into that, that environment, he really kind of comes out of himself. Right. So he, go, it's, he gets it's, into it's his really world. Yeah. He gets into yep. his world yep. and yeah. All yep. right. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad he has really an outlet. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot good, good, good programming. So good deal. Good deal. A lot of fun. So, well, Heather here, um, Heather, what I like to do when I speak to people, no matter who they are, when I speak to people as I like to kind of reverse engineer and start from the very beginning here, because obviously we're here talking, but there's generally a whole lot in between us talking yeah. and where things began. So I like mm -hmm. to start from the very beginning. So tell us, tell us your story here. What brought us to this point? Sure. Well, I think I'm going to start in the middle okay. to, to get to the beginning is probably the best way for me to start. Sure. Um, my, my health journey, we'll say, started on July 12th, 2017. And um, the reason I know that date so well in my head is because um, that's the date I, um, I came up here to Connecticut. Um, I was born and raised here in Connecticut, but I was living in North Carolina. Um, and uh, this is where my family lives. So um, I came up here for the summer to, to, to drop my son off to be with his grandparents for the summer. Um, and I, well, I arrived here on July 9th and then uh, was planning to stay the week and, and then go back to North Carolina. Um, but on July 12th, uh, my, my father um, got a a brain, uh, well, had a massive seizure and, um, you know, was hospitalized. And we found out um, a day or two later that he had um, stage four brain cancer and didn't have very long to live. 
So just, um, just, just like that, all of a sudden he had, he, had he has a seizure and all of a sudden he, stage four brain cancer. Out of the blue, no, never a headache, not a nothing. There was nothing. Um, he had just come home on a, from a long trip with my mother and their friends. They were driving. Uh, you know, um, it, this was a man who was never really sick a day in his life. I think back to my child. I don't remember that man ever taking a sick day, you know, like just out of the blue, completely out of the blue. Um, so that's the day my life changed. Um, everything got turned upside down. Um, and honestly, uh, about two hours before he had that massive seizure, I'm going to just jump right into all this. <laughs> uh, about two hours before we had that conversation, uh, that he had that seizure, he and I had a very, very important and uh, heart-wrenching conversation. Um, he was very concerned about me and and my son. Uh, and he knew I was in a very... Um, dangerous and abusive situation in my marriage and he was just very concerned about about me and my son and how we were how i was gonna um how i was gonna get out of that you know um and i up until this point i had um i had hidden that from the world because i was ashamed of being in that situation um, you know, uh, and I later found out that many women go through that. They, they find themselves in these situations and it's, and it's, um, shaming. And, uh, so they, they hide it. And, and I thought I was doing a great job of hiding it <laughs> to the world, at least. Um, except for the fact that I had gained a hundred pounds cause I was eating away the stress, you know, um, and I was a complete shell of myself, you know, um, all of my um, interests. I was just, I was like practically a robot, you know, I had no joy in life, had no feeling, I had no anything. I was just functioning, you know. Um, so your parents know you better than anyone. And, and my dad, my dad saw that. He saw that in me and he saw that in my son. So um, he and I sat down together um, two hours before this and um, kind of tried to come up with a plan of how I was going to, I said, dad, I can't, I said, I know. And I finally admitted it. It took me, I couldn't even admit it, but I finally admitted it to him that that's what was going on. It was, you know, probably even worse than he imagined. And he said, well, we have to get you out. I said, dad, I can't just leave. That's dangerous. You know, I have to, I have to have a plan. You know, I can't, I, if I just leave, he's going to, he's going to come. He's going to find, you know, like, <laughs> um, so we talked and talked and talked and came up with some ideas and then decided to just table the conversation for a little bit and maybe come back to it the next day. And it was just he and I talking. So we thought we would, you know, bring my mother in on, you know, and, he was going to talk to her and well, then two hours later, he, he had this massive seizure and that's when everything changed. Um, 
So a few days later, I was in the hospital with him and uh, I said, we were just sitting there and, and thank God he, he was able to have surgery and have the tumor removed. And they were worried that it was going to take away his speech and his personality. And thank God he came through that surgery and was able to speak and talk. Thank God, because we had a few more months to talk and, you know, be together. And he was himself for most of those months until just right at the very end. And so we're grateful for that. Um, so a few days later after he had that surgery and had that tumor removed, um, he and I were just sitting in the hospital room and I said, dad, you know, uh, I said, I can't believe this. And, uh, he said, he looked, he just looked at me and he says, well, we never finished our conversation. And, um, he says, I think we have our answer. I said, what do you mean we have our answer, dad? What are you, what are you talking about? He says, um, you're going to stay here because your father has cancer. You know, that's, that's the reason you're going to stay here. That's your reason. And I said, dad, you know, and he said, um, I don't want cancer and I don't wish it, but if this is what it takes to get you out of that situation, then, um, then give me cancer, you know? Um, wow. he says, and I'm happy, I'm happy to do that. If that's what gets you out of there and you're safe, he says, I need you to be here. So I know you're safe. He's like, I can't, I can't go through this if I don't know you're safe. So he says, just give me that peace of mind and just tell me you'll stay here. He says, don't go back. Don't, I had a suitcase of clothes for a week. That's all I had. Um, he says, don't go back. You know, my family, you know, thank God I have a, a wonderful family and they were here to, they supported me through that. And they just said, no, go back. We, you know, we'll figure it out. And that's what we did. So I stayed and, um, you know, he had his, his battle and he was brave and strong and he, he, he fought, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a long fight and he was, he was gone by December. This happened in July and he was gone by December. It was very quick. Thank God that it wasn't, you know, a, a long suffering for him. Um, however, during, during that short period of time, he was focusing on his diet and focusing on anything he could to, to, to be well, you know, um, and nutrition had always been something that was important to me and something that I focused on. So, um, but even though I wasn't implementing it in my life at that time, because I was, <laughs> I was just stress eating anything I could mm -hmm. find. It, it was in my mouth. That was the way I was coping with everything that was happening to me. Right. Um, but, but I had always had this interest in, in, you know, eating, eating well and, and treating my body well. Um, so in that time, um, we, we were talking a lot about diet and nutrition and, and he just looked at me a hundred pounds <laughs> heavier. And he said, um, he just looked at me, he said, take care of yourself. You know, um, he says, I know it's hard, um, but find a way, you know, this is, and I knew I was it for my son. I have to be here, right? 
he's all he, he's all I'm all he has. I mean, he has my my family. My family's here, but I mean, I'm his parent. Um, since thank God his father is not, you know, the he's not involved. So, um, <clears throat> I knew I had to do something. I just, I just didn't know what because when you're coming out of a situation of, um emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, financial abuse, um, your whole life just boils down to one thing and it's getting through that day. There's, how do I get through this day without poking that bear? And, you know, and so my whole life was a series of, you know, just stepping around and, um, not making myself as small as possible so I could kind of fly under his radar and not not make him angry, not make him, you know, um, upset. So um, I knew things had to change. I just, my life was so um, upside down at that point that I just, um, I didn't even know where to begin. I did not know where to begin. Um, so I focus, you know, the focus was on my father during his illness, of course, and all that. So I didn't really start doing anything then, but the, the seeds were planted in my head. Um, I had begun thinking about what will my life look like? You know, um, it, it was such, it was such a, inconceivable idea to me to to have it be my life you know not not this other person's life and i'm just there for the ride i'm there for the um whatever the to to be the person to blame to be the punching bag to be this like i actually had my own life you know um so the seeds were planted um so shortly after my father passed um, I started to just really process that and think, um, and I just started, I just started to go for walks, um, because I just, I needed to clear my head. I needed to think, I needed it to be quiet. Um, and I just started walking in the woods, you know? Um, well, actually, no, not even right at first. Right at first, I couldn't barely walk to the end of my street without being out of breath. You know, I could do 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. But at the end of my street, there was a wooded area. And so I said, I'm going to, I want to go, I, I need to go in there. I want to go. In. So I made it my goal to just go to walk to the end of the street, go into those woods, see what's in there. Just let my, my curiosity start to, you know, because everything was so suppressed in me. There was nothing in me that felt alive, you know? So I just kind of let that bubble up a little. Like, what's in those woods? Let me go see. Let me go find out, you know, just little steps. So I finally made it to those woods one day and I just hiked through. Um, I exhausted myself. Um, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it back to my house, <laughs> but I, I just didn't want to leave because I just felt so much peace in there. Yeah. Um, 
a peace I hadn't felt in just so long, you know, and I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything with me. It was just me. And I was alone and with just with my thoughts. And, and so I just really started to think. Um, and so then, you know, how that starts with, with once you start moving your body, it just becomes, yeah. you know, you just want to keep doing it. Absolutely. It, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good maybe at first, but then when you, when you when you finish, it feels great, you know? Right. Um, so I just continued to, to walk, um, for a long time. Um, and then eventually I did start bringing my phone and I started listening to podcasts and, um, I started to, um, you know, I was, I went to some counseling, um, to, to talk, you know, to process all the trauma that I had been through, um, and just started to really, um, find myself again. You know, I had no idea. I had no idea who I was. Um, and so one thing leads to another with once you start moving your body, right? One thing leads to another. You you want to keep doing it. Oh, and then you want to um, eat better, right? You want to you want to drink that water, you know, um, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, uh, do some stretching. You want to go for that hike. You want to, you want to buy a kayak and, <laughs> you know, go kayaking. Cause now you feel like you can maybe sit in the boat and it won't sink, you know, right. um, <laughs> or, you know, you're, you know, all these, all these different things. Um, so as I progressed on that journey, I, I started listening to music again. I had never, I hadn't listened to music in 10 years because it was an irritant to, you know, my ex-husband. So I, I hadn't listened to music. I forgot that I loved music, you know? Um, so working out to music, oh my gosh, game changer, you know? <laughs> like, um, what kind of music do I actually like? I don't know. Let's find out, you know? I mean, just this amazing journey of discovering who I am, which sounds strange when you're middle-aged <laughs> to be figuring out who you are. But, um, it's just so true that, um, I, I lost, I lost myself. Um, so shortly after that, with the walking, um, the pounds, the weight was coming off pretty easily. I say easy. Mm-hmm. We all know it. it's, it's not easy, but you know, I was, I was doing it every day, but I wasn't doing it like, Oh, I have to go work out and go for a walk today because I'm trying to lose weight. It wasn't that it was. And this was, this was a, um, a key moment for me in the journey was I've been overweight certain times in my life and I've been okay weight wise certain times in my life. So I've gained and lost weight you know? Um, but every time I've lost weight, it was always, I'm going on a diet. I'm, I have to exercise. I have to, you know, I, you know, and like everything had to be perfect. You know, I have to drink this many ounces of water and these, this many ounces of chicken and, you know, like that, you know, all that 
crazy stuff, right? That's very regimented. Um, this time, this was a different, this was a different experience. Because this, I was in a fight to save myself. This, like, this was an act of love. And, and that's it. It wasn't a punishment. Every time in the past, losing weight, it was a punishment. Oh, I have to work out. I have to eat this boring chicken. I ha you know what I mean? Um, whereas this time it's no, I love myself. And this is a, this is an act of love. This is a gift I'm giving myself. Um, so that was a game changer for me. Um, and every workout I did, every meal I ate, it was, it was a gift to me. It was an, I love you to me. Um, because that's the person who hadn't received love, you know, in, in so many years, I just, it was all about that other person, you know, right. everything, everything in my life was all about that other person right. to the point where, um, if I did something for myself, I was ridiculed. I was told I was selfish. I was told I was, you know, I mean, it was just, uh, an amazing amount of, um, <sighs> I want to say selfishness on their part, but it's a, it's a, it's a disease <laughs> that what, you know, it was just, um, the, the abusive nature of that. Um, so I lost myself. Um, but with this journey, it's been a journey of love and it's, and it's, I, I describe it sometimes as a rescue mission because I felt like if I didn't do this for myself, I was just going to be lost like forever. Like I felt like my entire personality was, was diminishing. Like, and I would never find myself again. You know, um, you just, um, it's such a, I look back on it now and I'm like, gosh, you know, how did I, how did I function during that time? You know, how did I, how did I get through the day? And I don't know. Um, you just, you just keep going. But, but again, I just, I just lost who I was. Um, I was told, you know, I was a, a waste of air at one time. <laughs> he told me I was a waste of air. So when I started working out, every breath I took, I just sucked that air in. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take up all the air now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all mine. <laughs> so the more out of breath I got, you know, the better I felt because I was like, I deserve this air. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny how your brain um, works and it, and it protects you when mm -hmm. you're going through, through trauma. And there's probably a really good reason. I don't remember a lot of it. It's, I, you know, I learned that in, in the, the, the therapy part of it is, you know, your brain is an amazing protector. So it, it will, it will shield you from some of those memories. Um, Cause you, you don't, you don't need them. You know, it, it, mm -hmm. it's, it help it helps you just move forward, you know? Um, so, um, I, 
I just um, did a lot of walking and that walking helped me to really find myself. And I did that for about nine months. And, and that's, that's where the bulk of, of the weight loss occurred was, was in those first nine months. I probably lost a good hundred, 90 to a hundred pounds in that first nine months with just walking, just walking and just, um, following a relatively healthy diet, you know, um, nothing crazy. I wasn't, um, counting every calorie, every morsel in my mouth. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was just like, no, I want to eat. I want to eat this. I want to give this good, nourishing, clean food to me. Um, I want to eat these vegetables. Um, cause there, that's what my body needs. It needs this nourishment. It needs this, you know, treat it well, you know, let's, let's, um, let's treat, treat myself with dignity and respect. It deserves that, you know, mm-hmm. I deserve that. Um, so there was no, um, I did, I did, um, I did see a doctor, a, a, a naturopath doctor, um, who kind of specializes in, uh, you know, weight loss and just natural metabolic type things. Um, and she also does some like genetic testing. Um, so I did early on, you know, get her help, um, just because I wanted to, it wasn't about losing the weight. It was about being healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wanted to know these things about myself, um, to, to know how to treat my body as best as I could, you know? Um, and I didn't think it was eating, you know, fake, uh, low calorie foods or, you know, um, whatever, uh, meal replacements and all that kind of stuff. I, I wanted, I wanted <laughs> real food. <laughs> I wanted real food and I wanted, you know, um, I just wanted to treat my body as best as possible. I was just very focused on, on health and, and not necessarily weight loss. You know, you make me feel bad for having that protein shake a while ago. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I still drink a, I drink a protein shake. I do, but, but you know, sometimes you get these these crazy programs. And they're like, eat just this these foods, you know, yeah. and you're like, it can sit on my shelf for a year. How is this good for me? Yeah, no <laughs> you doubt. know, like, and that's and that's for all you're real. eating. Yeah, you know, like, you know, so it's like that's not what I wanted. I wanted. Again, the game changer for me was this was an act of love. This was I was trying to to rescue myself and I wanted to just be the best I could be, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, so that was my focus. So another kind of game changing moment for me was um, with when I had this genetic testing done, it was eye opening to me. It was a series of, you know, uh, tests. And, you know, like diabetes runs in my family. Mm-hmm. And at my last physical prior to seeing her, I was like that far from being diagnosed a diabetic. I had metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, you know, all that crazy stuff. And, and my doctor was ready to start putting me on, you know, uh, diabetic medication. What is that? Insulin or whatever. And I had to, I had to beg him. I was like, please, I don't want, like, I don't want that. I was like, just give me three months, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. give me three months, you know, and I will come back to you. And if in three months, you know, I haven't, 
made any progress, then I will, I will start the insulin. But please, I don't like to me, I've seen family right. Go, right. go on that and like, right. No, and good and good on you for actually advocating for yourself like that. Not just jumping, say, jumping to the, the medication that they want to put you on and say, no, 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 let me yes. figure this out on my own. And if I, yes. can't, if I can't bring it in, if I can't rein it in, then yeah, let's consider the medication. Right. Right. I just, um, yeah, sometimes they, uh, so quick to prescribe a pill and it's like, and even, even for the, the situation I was in, you know, they were like, you, I, you probably need some antidepressants or something. You've come through a lot. I'm like, no, I don't think I do, you know? Um, and I, and I'm not, people need them. They need them. I'm not by any means discouraging that I'm not, I'm not, but like, it was just such a quick, uh, the doctors were very quick to offer that to me. Right. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, in my case, and I'm not speaking for anyone else, but just in my case, um, there was nothing better for my mental health than going out and moving my body and Mm. taking a walk and just being either in silence with myself or listening to some great music or a great podcast, you know, um, getting some inspiration, um, learning something new, like, um, and, and just kind of focusing myself outward and not mm-hmm. inward on, on that pain. Right. Um, just, f- or focus on, on others, you know, what, how you can be a blessing to another person in your day. You know, those were the best tools in my toolbox to, to not fall into some kind of a, you know, depression that way, okay. um, coming through all that. Um, so back to my, my doctor. Um, mm-hmm. so she did these genetic tests and again, my, this, this diabetes and stuff runs in my family. So I was like, in my head, I was like, well, I'm going to be diabetic someday anyway. So who cares? You know, whatever. It's inevitable. You know, I might as well just be happy and eat whatever the heck I want. You know, like that was kind of the, the thing swirling in my head. Um, and I'll, I'll just, you know, when it happens, it happens. Um, but I was in my early forties and it was happening and I was like, oh, cause you know, everyone else in my family, they were much older, you know, seventies or whatever. <laughs> so right. I like, I'm not going to, in my forties, you know? So, um, anyways, uh, so I had this genetic testing done and sure enough, she's like, no, you're not disposed genetically to have, to have diabetes. Like she's like, that's not in your cards. You know, and I like that was eye opening to me because I was like, oh, this is all in my control. Then this is about the choices I'm, I'm making. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, I was a tenth of a point, maybe from th- that threshold, whatever it is, seven, I think, uh, for to be diabetic. I don't, I don't remember all the numbers, but I mean, I was like a tenth of a point below it. And I was like, those are just my those are my choices. now." Mm-hmm. You know, not, oh, I just have, you know, bad genetics, you know, (laughs) whatever. So now it was on me. So um, that was immensely helpful. And like, if those tests are becoming more widely available and they're not expensive typically anymore, um, like if, if anybody feels like, you know, it's just a very worthwhile thing to have done. You know, yeah, I'm, just, 
I've thought about doing it's, it myself. Yeah, yeah, it's just eye opening because it. I, I mean, this was a couple years ago now, so I don't remember all of the other tests, but it, it, it like. Right. It, it could tell you about your like your reaction to certain even medications and um and how your body processes them and all kinds of and i'm sure even now there's probably even more it's just a really interesting field that's kind of opening up to us um this whole insights into our body you know where we're not all the same right so like just kind of i'm a data person i love data i love that kind of stuff so like i love to, to to see that stuff so um that was just that was super worthwhile to me it was it was eye-opening um so once i figured out okay this is these are my choices i'm doing this because not because i i have to or i'm punishing myself but because i i love myself um everything everything like there was a switch that flipped you know, and, and that was it. I, now I'm on a mission and you put me on a mission and I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to get to that goal. Right. So, uh, I got to the, to the, um, 90 to hundred pound weight loss and, uh, about nine months in or so. And then, you know, I started running, I started like, and I hadn't run in 10 years. I cried the first day I ran because I never thought I could ever do that again in my life. Like I thought those days were be beyond me. Um, and I was just, oh, what a feeling, you know, mm -hmm. like I can make this body move. <laughs> like it was just, I don't know, there was something really freeing about it. And I just, I was crying as I was running because it was just such a feeling of, um, just something I just never thought I could do. And I did it. Um, but then as uh, we started moving into like COVID, I had, I had started working out at a gym because uh, I felt like it was time to start incorporating some weightlifting and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, I got a, a trainer because I, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't want to get hurt. And uh, well, then COVID came and the gym's we're closing and, you know, so it got a little crazy there, but, um, my, my trainer now, she got laid off from her gym. So she just, um, decided to open up a gym from her home. So we started training. That's what I was doing during, during COVID is I just started working out with her, um, in, in her home gym. And we just, um, Gosh, started doing, I, I, when I first started with her, I couldn't even walk up steps. My knees hurt so bad. Like I, I couldn't, steps were, I, I had to go down them sideways, you know, because um, cause the pain in my knees was just so bad. Right. So like, I, re I still remember my first workout with her. We used like the TRX to uh -huh. um, kind of support myself and just doing some squats, you know, just with the TRX to help me. Um, and I think back to those days and now I'm, you know, on an 18 inch box doing step ups with weights. Uh, I'm deadlifting. Uh, I just hit my new PR last week, 275 pounds, you know, I'm deadlifting now. Um, 
bench pressing. Um, well, I've had a little shoulder injury. I was up to 115 pounds, but we had to take a little time off from the bench pressing. So I'm about 70 ish back right now, but, um, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. So, you know, like all these things, I think, my gosh, my body can do all this. Mm-hmm. And so what I've discovered through weightlifting was this was an incredible piece of my mental health wellness to come through that journey, uh, you know, that, that abusive situation I was in. Mm -hmm. This was a major key in, um, overcoming that just the confidence you gain, um, the self-awareness you gain, um, and there's just something about being able to walk into a gym or walk into a room and just have confidence in your in yourself and in your body. Whereas I used to walk in a room and want to be the smallest person in that room. I didn't want to be noticed. I wanted to be in the background. Um, the weightlifting has just given me this confidence of... Um, I'll own the room that any room that I walk into, you know, and not, not out of arrogance, but out of, um, I've walked through a lot and I know those were the worst days of my life and I walked through them. So there's nothing you're going to throw at me that I'm not going to be able to handle. Right. You know, I think it's worth yeah. mentioning too, is like, cause going into gyms, as working as a trainer, going into gyms for a lot of people is extremely stressful and extremely intimidating. Yes. Um, yes. I, I find particularly to women because usually it's a bunch of guys in there, although you'll find mm-hmm. a lot of women in there doing much the same thing. Um, yep. But most of the time I find it is women, typically older women who find it most intimidating to go into weight rooms and things like that. But yes. it's, I think it's worth mentioning too, that the people in these weight rooms who are lifting, one, a lot of times they're not paying any attention to you. So they're off in their own world. I know they they, yes. they they look like they're unapproachable. They look like they're not very friendly. It's just everyone just kind of has this natural resting bitch face when they're lifting yes. weights because yes. they're concentrating and they got their music going and stuff like that. So they look mm-hmm. like they, they're just not very friendly, but mo- they are for the most part. And two, yeah, they are tremendously supportive and, yes. and they will, and they will, if you ask them for help, they will without a doubt help you. If you ask them for a spot, they will yes. spot you. You know, every Absolutely. everyone's got each other's back in there. So I just, yeah. I feel like I really should have that thrown out there for anyone who is freaked out about going into a weight room for the first time. Know that it's, not as, it's not as scary as it looks. That's right. 100%. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause once the, once the gyms did start opening back up, I, I went back to my gym and I, I ended up having two trainers cause I stayed with my trainer, you know, <laughs> but then, but then I also picked up, um, a, a trainer at the gym. So we, we trained together there too. And, um, yeah, he would bring me through my, my training workout. And when we weren't quite finished, you know, but our session was over, he'd be like, okay, you know, go over there you know, and, and, and do these things over there, like go on the Smith machine or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. do the leg presses. And I'm like, oh, you want me to go where all the boys are? <laughs> like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I was, I was good in our little training cage. Right. right. But then you, you want me to go over there with all of them? And he's like, 
let's go, we're going. And you brought me over there. And, you know, it was just getting through that. And what a great bunch of people in in the gym. You know, nobody has ever been mean or, you know, super supportive. Everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, can you spot me? Hey, what do you think? Do you think I'm doing this right? Um, Because I'm I'm very conscious of my form and stuff because, you know, I'm older and I haven't been working out my entire life. So, like, I want to make sure I'm I'm doing things properly because if I get hurt, (laughs) game over. You know, like, I'm just, you know what I mean? So I'm always... I got got you. And being and being newer, you know, I've only been at this two and a half years or so. Um, I, I'm always worried about: Am I doing this right? You know, like I don't, I don't want to get hurt. So anybody I've ever asked at the gym has always been super supportive that way, and it's they're not as scary as they look. Right. <laughs> now I think about it as myself. I'm like, gosh, do I look scary now? Like, because I have that. You, you, prob- <laughs> you probably do. They are probably people walking in first time and seeing you there yeah. with your with your 270 deadlifts and saying holy shit i don't know if i want to go yeah, near like, her right, right. And, and i know and i know i'm not working out with with this smile on my face right no. it's, it's, i'm i'm in the zone i'm in the zone right yeah. exactly so, yeah so um i i do try to think about that you know if i see somebody that i that i've never seen at the gym before or something i'll at least try and say hey or whatever you know just because it, it is there is that stereotype and it and it's fantastic to have found out that it's it's just not true there there are a great bunch of people they really you know? are yeah yeah absolutely and everybody's always so willing to to give their own take or their own piece of advice or oh i mm-hmm. struggled through this you know right. so um yeah ben, ben is, everyone everyone in there too has got has got their own thing that they're going with too and just because yeah they're not, they're not wearing it on their shirt doesn't mean it's not there i think everyone there everyone who is like a loyal gym rat they're going there for a reason sometimes the reason is they're training they're, they're competitive or whatever else but a lot of them are mm-hmm. just going there because it is a catharsis yes great uh, uh therapy session mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to call it that um yeah, totally just is. stress anxiety um you name it it is so great um for for your mental health as well as your physical health i mean i i i, I want to stress that um that piece of it because so many people think that people are in the gym and they're it's all about how they look and they're mm-hmm. you know they're trying to get this perfect body and whatever but um the the mental health benefits of lifting weights um and working out i think far outweigh um any physical results you get um exactly i can't i can't tell you what it feels like to to just no, I can handle myself, you know, uh, I may not be, you know, um, trained in martial art or whatever, but like, I have the strength now to not be pushed around to not, um, have to cower, you know, like I, I can fight back. I mean, not that I ever want to have to, but that I can Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can run away. Like, I mean, I think that's what the crying was about that day that I ran. It's because I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I can, I can 
I can run away. Like I can get away from, you know, like just because when you're in that dark situation, you just feel so trapped. Like you just, you, you don't, you don't know which way to turn and you just feel so vulnerable. And, um, just being able to, to handle your own business is, um, it's just a fantastic feeling. And, and, and there's something that goes on in your brain too, when you're just pulling heavy weights or pushing heavy weights, there's, there's just something going on in there that like, yeah. it makes, it makes you happy. Right. It really does. <laughs> and it's found that it, yeah. it really does yeah. unleash a, a chemical cocktail in your brain. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, it is such a great feeling. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a, yeah. it's an amazing feeling. Um, and, uh, I just, I'm so grateful to have found this outlet, you know, um, to prioritize, you know, to, it, it started off as, like I say, that rescue mission to find myself and to, to, um, to love myself. Um, and, and that continues, you know, I've hit a plateau. I mean, I haven't, you know, I, like I said, I lost that 90 to a hundred pounds in the first nine months. I think to date, uh, scale wise, I've only maybe lost another 15 pounds since then. Mm-hmm. I've obviously seen a lot of changes in my body composition, you know, right? ton, ton of muscle. Um, I still have some fat to lose, still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is slow going like these last, like I probably have 20 more pounds of fat that I, that I would like to, to get gone. <laughs> right. And it is, it is slow going right now. Like I've like that, that momentum is gone. So that, that initial, um, fast results you see, um, that's your motivation in the beginning. Now it's just about discipline and commitment and habit, right? You've, I've built these, these healthy habits of working out every day. And so like, this is, this is what's going to get me through to the finish line. You know, the, the motivation and all that in the beginning is what got me started. But like to get me to that finish line, it's, it's now all these healthy habits I've built and, and the, um, the, the, I guess you call it this discipline, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, it's not been easy to right. be working your tail off and, and not, not seeing that number on the scale. Yeah. Um, but we have to, we have to shift our focus, right? Cause we, right. as women, typically we get focused on that number on the scale. We want to see it going down every month or every week. And, it, and that's not happening for me right now. Um, and this is the point in the game in the past where I would have given up and just been like, oh, well, you know, might as well just go back to my old, my old habits because, you know, I'm not getting the results I want, you know, yeah, that's, that's what happens. But, um, very common. It is, it is. But I think, like I said, the change for me this time around was just, um, no, that's not what this is about. It's not about that number on the scale. It's not about um, how I look, you know. Um, you know, it, we all love to look in the mirror and like what we see, of course. But um, it's it's not about that for me. It's about um, con- having control of my life. Right. Um, so two, This two, life is my own. So two key things I wanted to take from your story here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot to 
extrapolate here, but two things I yeah. think are kind of standing out here. One is starting small. So you started but just by walking to the end of your road. Um, mm -hmm. And that was about all you could do at that point. And that was yeah. fine. And, and you, you came back the next day and you did it again. Progressively, you worked towards going into the woods. And so you went into this wooded area here. You were looking for quietness. You were looking for serenity, you know, things that, you know, you're looking to remove yourself to a certain degree. And so you just mm -hmm. kept going there. And then comes the snowball effect where it goes from walking, goes to weight training, goes to plyometrics, you know, goes to anything and everything. And I, I find that's mm -hmm. similar to my own thing too, because in my adult life, 20 years ago, when I started this, that's where I started. I was going through things mentally and I started walking. I found a park. I, it was a spur moment of thing. Mm -hmm. I got up, I wasn't ready to walk. I didn't have running shoes on or, you know, shorts or anything. Actually, I was in blue jeans and just mm -hmm. a shirt and it was warm out, but I went to this park and I just started walking. You know, yeah. I, I, need, I need some sort of physical movement to help me process my mental strain at the time. It was, it was just mm -hmm. walking and I went around, it was like a figure eight. I went around maybe twice, maybe three times. I come back to my car, I'm drenched in sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, so starting off small and that again was a jumping off point. Everything else has come after that in my life in Amazing. terms of fitness. Um, yeah. And the other thing is like, not being cruel and lacerating to yourself. Yes. Not um, thinking that because you're not following this perfect diet plan, you're not doing everything absolutely perfect. You're not, you know, jumping up at 4.30 in the morning um, and hitting the ground running, you know, um, every single day without pause, you know, if, you know, if you're not doing that and you're not doing anything, that kind of attitude, taking that kind of right. attitude towards yourself, the fact that you are allowing yourself to be human and to be yes. an imperfect creation and to have this not flawless execution of everything that you're doing in your life. I think that's probably, in my opinion, from what I've heard, that's the two biggest takeaways yeah. from everything I've heard. 100%. Yep. Small habits lead to big success. and. Uh, it's an act of love. This is mm -hmm. an act of love, taking really care of ourselves. Be. Yeah, it's not a punishment. It's an act of love. So, um, yeah, it, it's um, what an amazing journey. And I always, I was always active as a kid and in sports and all that, but I never, um, I never had like fitness as my um, my focus or anything. Um, it was just, you know, I played sports to play sports. I kept in condition well enough to play my sport, but I didn't ever, you know, fitness was always a punishment, you know, it always was. And so was diet, you know, um, so huge game changers, um, to just, yeah, be imperfect. Um, not every workout is going to be perfect. Not every meal is going to be perfect. Um, some days you're going to hurt <laughs> mm -hmm. some days. Some days, you know, and, and you're going to hurt and it's going to be okay to push through what that, that hurt, or some days it's going to hurt and you need to, and you say, no, this is the day that I need to rest and it's okay to rest. Resting is part of it. You know, um, you don't have to, you know, just 
push through everything. You know, sometimes the best thing you can do for your body is just give it a rest, you know? Um, and that's, that's hard for, um, I do have that on off, you know, black, white kind of a personality. So that has been a huge, um, shift for me. That was, cause that was in every other past attempt, it was, you know, black, white on off. I'm doing this. I'm not doing this. Um, this has just been completely different and, and like, you know, obviously the results have been completely different, you know, um, cause every other time I'd lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, and then I'd gain 30, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'd stop, you know, but this, this is a lifetime. Um, this is, this is going to, you know, I, I, I see some of those videos. Have you ever seen them of, of these women, uh, 70, 80 year old women, like, and they're doing like gymnastics events and, um, you know, like that's their, they're my inspiration. That's who I want to be when I'm okay. 70 or 80 no, years I have old. Not, I've not seen yeah. those videos, but yeah. Oh my gosh. They're amazing. You know, they're out there doing, you know, gymnastics and they're flexible. And, you know, I should say, um, that's, that's been a more recent focus of mine is, is flexibility. I've been working on strength and endurance and cardio and all this for the last two and a half years. And I, have found that I, I've neglected, um, flexibility. I haven't really focused on it as much. And so just, just in the last couple of months now, I've, I've been incorporating, uh, flexibility into my, into my routine and I'm starting, uh, like Pilates now, uh, just as a, you know, uh, yeah. little, and there's, <laughs> you want to find out how flexible you are. <laughs> Go take Pilates or yoga or a bar class. You're going to find out (laughs) you are not as flexible as you think you are. You're going to find out pretty quickly just where you're deficient in your flexibility. Yes. It might end end up being just about everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say that. Yeah. I would have to say that. Um, So like, that's been a whole, this is, that's a whole new realm for me that I'm really excited to get started on. Um, You know, uh, but I've, here's like beyond like just my own, uh, the own, my own uh, mental health wellness and physical wellness throughout this journey. Like that's been a major gift to me. Um, What I have found um, is it's, I'm able to be a gift, give the gift, I guess, to others. Um, I started like making these little workout videos and stuff and walking and all this. I started doing that as like accountability to myself, you know, cause I, I wanted to see, you know, <laughs> in two years, I wanted Facebook to show me, you know, what I was doing two years ago and, and, and then see where I am today. It was just, it was an easy way to, to kind of be accountable and kind of keep, I don't journal, I don't write, but like, this was a way for me to, to, to journal the journey. Right. Um, but what I found was that became inspirational to others. And I, I did not anticipate that at all. Um, cause who wants to watch people work, you know, like who wants to, you know, like <laughs> wants to but, watch people um, work out. Well, there's an entire Instagram industry built around that. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so, um, anyways, the messages and the 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 um, it's been amazing just seeing people's response to it. 
um, like they, they inspire me and I inspire them. And it's like this, this beautiful circle of, um, just encouragement and, um, you know, uh, getting people to just start. Oh, Hey, I went for a walk today because I saw your video. Um, you know, Oh, Hey, I, I tried this new recipe today, you know, and it was really good. Maybe you want to try it, you know, like, and just, you know, um, it's been amazing. I, and like the first time anyone ever addressed me and they're like, we were in a, standing in a group of people and, um, someone said to me, well, Hey, what do you think about this? You're really fit. You know? And I like, I like turned around and looked behind my shoulder to see if there's another habit stand behind me. Like, what are you, you're talking to me? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you see, like, I've never, uh, been thought of as someone who is fit, you know, like, right. like yeah, well, it, it, it really kind of, it, it really does catch you off guard too, because you, you realize yes. then that, you know, what you see of yourself is can be completely divergent from what someone else sees. I've experienced that oh, myself yeah. too. I, I tend to be, you know, I can be really hard on myself. It's like, yes. man, man, those gains ain't coming really all that hard, easy at all. And then, you know, I'm randomly, I'm at work or something. I walk into a room and someone just says, well, someone works out just looking at me. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, damn, I didn't, I didn't think it was really anything worth commenting about, but yeah yeah I could, <laughs> that, that was right. I know I know and I was so surprised to find out like other people experience that like mm -hmm. the the body image stuff right. you know body like, dysmorphia. yes that's the word mm -hmm. even my my trainer was talking to me about that one day he's like hey he's like I just want to let you know like you, you like he's like you just you're like he's like I just noticed in the last couple of weeks like every time you come in here like you look smaller and smaller you know he's like and then he caught himself he's like and i'm like really because i walked in here this morning feeling like i was the biggest like i couldn't even fit through the door that's how big <laughs> i feel today you know and he's just like are you kidding me he's like every time i see you're tinier tinier and and then he said to me he goes you know i was at the gym the other day myself with my trainer and like some guy came up to me and like was like complimenting me on my whatever his bicep or whatever and he's like and i like was just having the, the the shittiest day that day where i felt like i was like so tiny and scrawny and you know and i'm like wow you really actually feel like that like I, you know it's amazing that mm -hmm. everyone goes through that you know um so we have to just uh, let go of that, let go of what we think we see in the mirror and just kind of let ourselves shine out there, I guess. And, uh, well, people goes, see what they want to say. It goes back to what we were said earlier. It's about not being cruel to yourself and not, yes. you know, not being dismissive of yourself, yes. you know, which is yeah. a lot easier said than done. Oh boy. Know, because, because we, you know, we naturally compare ourselves and our lives to other people who we see as living in a, such a great, a much better place than we are. And, you know, again, Instagram life, right? <laughs> Facebook life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I know it's, it, it can be really hard. So you really have to check yourself. Absolutely. You, you really, really, really do. Um, so I just, uh, I'm grateful every day for that. Um, for this journey, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, it's been, um, an amazing 
kind of self-discovery journey, um, like re refining myself to be the best person I can be, the best mom, you know, the best person, you know, um, and I just really attribute that all to to finding like fitness. It's it, the last thing it's about is how I look in the mirror. You know, that's the the very last thing it's about. Um, it's it's been such a blessing to me in so many ways, and um, I want to tell you about this idea I came up with on a walk one day. Um, and I'm really excited to just kind of share it. It's not ready for prime time yet, but um, the, 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 thing, the things you the things you think about when you're just able to think for yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought about um, my where everything I'd come through, and um, just a quick little story. Um, soon after I had left that terrible situation. Uh, I found myself in a, in like a Walgreens or a CVS or whatever. And, um, it's so, this is going to sound very silly, but it was the seed of this idea that I'm just super excited about. Um, I bought like, like all of a sudden my life was my own and I was in control of my own money, my own decisions, my own everything. Like I, all of a sudden, these were all my decisions. I didn't have to run anything by anybody and face any ridicule. So I bought the silliest thing I bought like a face cream, right? <laughs> and in like in the past in my marriage, if I had ever done that, I would have been ridiculed as like being selfish or, you know, um, caring too much about my appearance or, you know, just spending too much money on it, you know, like whatever. Like there was always a raft of um, criticism. So I never took care of myself. Self-care was not allowed right um so i bought that bottle of of face cream and i came home and i just washed my face and i just um looked at myself in the mirror and i i didn't recognize myself like who like who is this person i don't even know who's staring back at me you know um and i just had this i thought about that moment on a walk where I had that talk with myself of who, who do I want to be in this world? How am I, how am I going to get through? I'm, I'm my, my child's mother and I'm all he has. And, 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 and my family has been a blessing to me and how am I going to be a blessing to them? Cause I feel like all I've done is um, cause them stress and grief, you know, with all this stuff going on in my life and the choices I made and all, you know, like it was just this kind of, real, real, real talk, you know, in the Mm -hmm. mirror. So, um, I reflected on that moment, you know, a year later on one of those walks in the woods. And it just came to me that that was, that was my moment of dignity. That's the moment where I saw myself in the mirror and I saw who I wanted to be. And I decided that at that moment, that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to I wanted to create a skincare line for women um, or not just women, but for, and I wanted to use it to, to help women who are in like domestic violence situations and who need, um, need that dignity and just the dignity of that first little step of self-care of just washing your face and taking care of yourself. That led to so many other moments in my life um, 
where you um, you just need to love yourself and love yourself enough to do the things for yourself that that you need to do. Um, and it's it's not a punishment. So um, it's still a work in progress. Um, it's it's going to be coming out soon. But again, the whole idea behind it, it's uh, the working title is No Apology because um, it's going to be this kind of vegan, uh, cruelty-free, uh, no chemical, because, you know, we always forget the biggest organ on our body is our skin. And we are doing all this stuff to take care of ourselves, working out and mm. eating right and feeding ourselves well. And then we go and throw a bunch of chemicals on our skin, right? So right. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do that, you know? So I call it... The working title is No Apology because somebody very, you know, special in my life uh, once told me, because, of course, after you get out of a situation like that, I found myself apologizing a lot for a bunch of things I didn't need to apologize for. <laughs> so this person said to me one day, he says, don't apologize. Never apologize for being you. You are perfect and wonderful as you are. And don't ever apologize for having a standard. Um, so that's where this whole idea came from. Um, Called no apology. So it's no apologies for having a higher standard for ourselves and for the products we use and also um, our relationships. Um, and also um, often, you know, women or men who, who go through a situation like I have or many, 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 many people in the world have gone through situations where they were not treated well, um, they never get an apology for that. And they still have to, they move on with their lives and they, they put good in the world. Um, and, and so that's where the seed of that was born, this, um, no apology. And my hope is once I get it off the ground, I'm going to be able to, to give these little skincare kits to women, uh, in, in, who are in a, a, domestic violence situation, if they find themselves in the shelter, just to have that little piece of dignity to wash your face and take care of yourself, just that little step. And hopefully it's a, it's a building block to the next step, like it was for me. Um, and then uh, I just have a bigger vision than that. If I can ever get this off the ground, I just want this whole uh, community uh, for people who have been through that, where um you know, if you've ever been to, a, hopefully you haven't ever been to a domestic violence shelter, but um, they're very uh, utilitarian. I'm, I, I'm envisioning in my head uh, a beautiful place where uh, people can find mental health, physical health, financial health, um, just uh, so a gym, you know, a place with a gym to, to work out and to... Um, help them through this stressful time in their life, uh, help with financial health. So, you know, you're not stuck help with mental health, you know, uh, so just like a whole community. And that's, so that's my hope and my wish someday. Um, we'll see. It's all, it's all a work in progress, but it's, it's what I hope to give, give back out to the world. Cause I just feel like, um, we need to do, a, a better job of uh, helping people when they're in, in those situations. Um, right. it's, it's a really tough go and uh, fitness 
fitness is is a really big key to it that I think is is overlooked in that world right now. There's a lot of help out there for your mental health, but um, I just think if we were to bring the two together, um, it would be just I don't know. I just am so excited to right. to see those the the great results we could have um, by by bringing that all together. And that would be a perfect combination where you have you have services that are yeah. direct, that are you know directly meant to help with mental health situations and yep. then combined with the physical health and you know we all kind of we, we try to get you know a two for one when we go to the gym we try to get the mental and the physical yes and, and a lot of times it works out just fine you know but mm-hmm. you know and, and all honestly i mean going to the gym does help with mental health but it's not actual counseling you right. know so it, yeah it, it, it does help but it, it is not it is not complete yeah you know it, it sometimes people have been through things that are very very difficult that you know it needs a little deeper dive on it right. and i just i just envision this beautiful beautiful place for people to come to because what your nervous system when you're going through that your nervous system is just like up so high just remember that feeling of exiting the situation and like the the whole the first thing like when i first started with that doctor um the first thing she ever wanted to do was bring my nervous system down like just calm like she like that was the the first before we touched our diet before we did a thing she just wanted to bring down my nervous system so just a place where women or men um could come and just feel safe and and um collect themselves and and not have the pressures of of your daily life so there'd be help there for your for child care just i just have this vision in my mind of this kind of a almost like a spa like um place people can come and just purely be able to focus on themselves and their children and their in their in their life and and use that as their their jumping block to to just catapult them out of that situation and 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 into their next phase of life because you know that story is no is not the ending for anybody you know like you you can move past it you can and and you can thrive and you can give back and um love you know um mm-hmm. To me, that's my biggest victory. Well, is walking you know, through that. Yeah, everything. And, everything's got to start somewhere. You always, always right. have to start with a vision. So yes, you know, yes. just you know, just because it's in its very embryonic stage right now doesn't mean that it's not gonna, not gonna be a thing. So, I'm gonna, ma- I'm gonna do my best to make it a thing. It is, uh, it's my mission. So, uh, oh, here you go. It, like I said, it's. It's a little baby in my brain mm-hmm. right now, but I'm just excited to share it. So I wanted to share it. Got to start um, somewhere. Yeah, and it all started with going for a walk in the nope. woods. There, you, there you go, there you go. That mm-hmm. when you do your TED talk, that's how you start it. It all started with a walk. <laughs> that, that's your opening. Yes. That's your opening line right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Heather, well, Heather uh, we're going to start to wind it down now. This has yeah. been fantastic um i have a little thing that i do at the end of my show here where i 
it's sort of like giving everyone the final word here. So, you know, we talked for over an hour here. Um, if there is one thing, one thing in the world that you want people to walk away from the most, from everything we talked about here, if they remembered nothing of what you said, if they want, if you want them to remember one thing, what would it be? You're worth it. Go do it. You're worth it. That would be it. There you go. Say no more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Heather, uh, thank you so very much. This has been a great experience. That was a great story. I love your idea. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I feel very honored that you have just bared your soul to me, to someone that you've never actually spoken to until now. Yeah. And um, I will... Go ahead. This, I was going to say this is my very first podcast, and you're the very first person well, I've you, told you. You you uh you blew it out of the water. So um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, a lot of lot of, lot of great value to everything you said here, and um, I'm sure everyone who was listening will agree. Um, I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to this is they're going to walk away with something really special. So thanks so much. I- well, thank you for having me. I really uh, enjoyed it. Not a problem. No mm-hmm. problem. Okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. This is the Fitness Reborn podcast. Again, my name is Sean from Renaissance Fitness Personal Training. My guest today was Heather Murray. And um, I, in the show notes, of course, I will post links to how you can contact her. Her social media is out there. And um, yeah, reach out to her if you'd like. And um, she's got, I've seen her. Um, stuff on her Facebook from uh, things that are posted on her, her Instagram account. It's pretty cool stuff out there. I love uh, celebration of uh, personal records and of fitness and of just little, little nuggets of wisdom that we all can, we all could, um, we can, we can all uh, gain something from. So yeah. check it out, folks. I'll put it in the show notes, of course. And uh, don't forget, um, I'm offering my own tr- uh, online training courses. I'll put those links in the in the show notes as well. And of course, any contact information for you want to reach out to me, that'll be there as it always is. But for now, Heather Murray, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. My pleasure. All right. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments, cancel anytime. Every little bit helps, and I'd sure love your support. Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes, and you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's ren, R E N, fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. And you never know, you might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace.